You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow a side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews. So let's get started. everyone. Welcome back to the show. Nikayla here. And today I am welcoming back our entrepreneur in residence, Miko Drew, for our last check-in for 2016. But before we get into the show, I have a special announcement. And those of you who have listened to the last episode, follow me on the gram, follow me on Facebook, already know this, but I want to make sure everybody knows. I'm doing a free Instagram training today, Wednesday, December 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern. And if you've ever wondered how to use Instagram to build your business, because yes, you can build a business on the gram, then this is the training for you. I have used it to grow an active and engaged community. I've gained over 70,000 downloads on iTunes because of my Instagram following. And finally, finally also landed in the black voices in business section on iTunes and overall have skyrocketed from 600 to 18,000 followers in addition to finding my true loyal fans. So I'm going to break it all down in this training today. If you want to register, it's sidehustlepro.co forward slash get the gram. Head on over there to register. I want to share it with everyone because honestly, I think anyone can do it. It's not as hard as you think. And if you're starting a business in the year 2017, you need to be leveraging Instagram. So again, head on over to sidehustlepro.co forward slash get the gram. Look at me tripping over my words. But anyway, you know what to do. See you guys there. So now let's get right into today's show. As many of you know, Miko Drew, aka Miko in the Dish, as I said, is our side hustle pro entrepreneur in residence. That means we follow her journey for an entire year to learn the real deal of what it takes to build a profitable business from the ground up. Miko is a corporate America retiree. Yes, she walked away from a six-figure salary, y'all, and turned into a full-time food blogger. She is building a food and lifestyle empire, and I'm always amazed at the new adventure she's getting into. So it's time to check in with her to see how it's all going. So welcome back to the guest chair, Miko. Tell us, what have you been up to since we last spoke? Yeah, so much. So um, I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but I've undergone a move (laughs) across the nation. Um, And and the brand is is, uh, Miko and the Dish. The blog has certainly started to take off. Um, I've um, expanded my my line of merchandise that I offer. The whole idea in offering um, a shop on my blog was because I saw that there was a white space. Like, there's all these like devoted foodies and 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 cooks and chefs, and there's not really apparel that kind of you know we love to wear what we do, particularly millennials, wear what we do, what we believe in, what we stand for in our apparel. And I didn't see that existing within the food space, so I decided to to kind of test out a small line, and now it's expanded to over 40 products on the site. So. I'm really proud um, of that. I've also uh, done several uh, in-person dining events that have been successful um, in, where I, 
I, uh, you know, sell tickets to a private dining where I'm actually the chef. And so uh, those have got over super loved and a couple different platforms, um, like over brunches and dinners. And then um, also just continuing to work on the blog, got some uh, really great brand sponsorships over the year to which it's also a good look. So yeah, the, 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 blog continues to blossom in different areas and it's all been a part of the, uh, the beginning plan that's finally coming to fruition. Oh, that's awesome. So let's get into each of those a little bit deeper. Let's get right into building your brand and what steps you've taken since the last check-in, which was, I think back in August, um, you know, so oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, like walk us through the, <laughs> the exact steps you've been taking to build on Miko and the Dish since then. Yeah. So in building the brand specifically, like different tactics. So I think um, I've always come up here and, 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 and said that my philosophy of social media, particularly Instagram, which has been my primary platform, is that it's a billboard. It's an immediate um, identifier of who I am and who my who my who who my brand is. And so I take, you know, my social media platform very seriously, but I specifically take Instagram very seriously. Um, and so uh, what I uh, had also talked about is kind of creating schedules and and and, and posting kind of regimen. And so I've continued with that, but I've kind of dug deeper and did some analysis on who I was and who I represented as a brand. And I think versus what you saw when you went to Instagram in August and what you see now is like two completely, I wouldn't say completely, but just a more, more flushed out version of Miko. And so um, we talked last time, I believe, about um, experiential marketing. And about using all the different senses in order to really trigger um, the feeling that you want people to feel when they encounter your 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 media, right? And so um, I one of the things that I did a lot with my pictures, but didn't do a lot with any supplemental content was use color. And I'm a very colorful person. So now when you go to the Miko on the Dish Instagram, you will see that loud and clear. I think it was pretty clear on the website, but sometimes people's first interaction with, with me is through Instagram. And so I, I wanted it to also reflect there. And so you see lots of color, lots of brightness, lots of quirkiness. Um, I just wanted it. I just wanted consistency. Um, or consistency of feeling across different platforms. And sometimes depending on the way the platform is laid out, you can't always achieve that. And so I've just tried to find ways to do that. So that's one thing. Um, I would say another thing is, you know, getting from behind the computer. I, <laughs> my best friend <laughs> always gets a, she's like, Miko, your brand won't grow just be, just with you sitting behind a computer. You got to get out. You got to meet people. Yes. <laughs> I was like, okay, you're right. I, I know this already, but why, but why am I stuck glued to this thing? Um, so I decided to, I started going to conference. So I went to the blogger food conference this year and it was probably one of the better decisions that I've made. I mean, granted, I, I've been some really, to some really amazing conferences <laughs> coming out of school, but um, this particular conference was just great because of the connections that I was able to really make as a, as a, uh, um, I would say a relatively new, smaller blog. Sometimes it's very hard to get in front of the brand, build those brand relationships. And the conferences I have found have been useful in doing that because they're not just looking at you as a number on a page or as an entry, but they get to see my personality. They get to see why I bring something different to the table. And from that, I got I built several relationships that have now resulted in 
um, sponsored paid content, uh, for my blog. So, um, I would say that was a, that's another thing. And then I also focus on strategic partnerships, one being with Black Food Network. Um, and so Black Food Network is a new website platform that basically really focuses on um, recipes inspired by the, you know, the Black diaspora. Um, and we have representation across, you know, multiple different areas. Uh, but, you know, with the with the development of the site, they were looking for talent um, to come and, and, and produce new recipes, but also create video. Um, and so I, I kind of signed up as talent for that. And as a result, have really grown my audience because um, of videos. I think video particularly within, well, it, within any blogging space, really, um, or any online business is super important. Um, people are really bombarded and, and weighed down with you know, written copy. And so videos are, you know, even being prioritized by different social media platforms. So I've really made sure to try to, you know, partner with, you know, folks like Black Food Network. And even, I'm not sure if you're familiar with um, Our Family Dinner. Yes. Um, yeah. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm one of the culinary experts for Our Family Dinner. So I've just looked for uh, different, uh, different groups that kind of share my audience uh, where I can provide expertise they would then, you know, redistribute content and then that would help, you know, bring traffic and, and, and followers to me. Oh. So, you know, you know, yeah, yeah. So uh, those are the two groups that I really kind of leaned in on this year. So I would say Black Food Network, Our Family Dinner, uh, building out the, mer- the, 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 the store um, and then attending conferences and really just flushing out, you know, how so when you just say the brand guidelines for, you know, Miko and the Dish. Oh, cool. So you mentioned um, that you are doing a bit of paid sponsored posts. Can you tell us how does that work? So you met people at, at um, Blogger Food Conference. Did you then like develop a media kit or was it more organic just um, through conversation that that opportunity came about? Um, it was both ways. So excuse me. So um, with some of the brands, it was very organic. It was like, hey, we met you. We really liked you and we would love to do, we're working on this next campaign. We'd like you to be in it. Um, they'd certainly add information from the media kit, but I don't think that was a determinant one way or the other. It was literally like, I have to check this box. We want to work with you. Um, while others did take a more formal process and was like, hey, can you send us your media kit? You know, can you submit ideas for this campaign? Um, so, but so traditionally, back to your question, traditionally, it's like, you meet, you meet them, you share your content for information. I follow up with them after the conference. Um, and, and if they are interested, then they'll ask you to submit your media kit. If they have a campaign, then what you typically do is you'll submit ideas. Uh, from there, uh, they go through an approval process. So you normally sit, let's submit like a couple ideas and they'll go through, through an approval process and say, okay, we like this one. Um, we'd love for you to execute it. And then from there you start signing, signing documents, signing your life away. <laughs> um, uh, and, and right. And then they send you loads of free product. I, that That's what's surprising. I didn't realize how much free product people are getting actually um, behind this. And so they send you loads of free product in order to, cause they want you to, you know, get the best shot and, and uh, or, you know, show their product products in the best light. So they'll send you pretty much whatever you want. Wow. Um, I've gotten several new pots and pans. 
am so much, you know, like good <laughs> in the kitchen. Now I am fat. Um, but they'll send you, you know, loads of new products. Um, sometimes they'll even try to, you know, exchange a product for posts. And, you know, in the, in the very beginning, like I, I did that too. Um, I'm fortunate enough to where I've gotten offered to, to be paid. But I think a lot of the times when you're starting off small, they'll send you products and say, hey, we have all this product. Can you, you know, would you mind like doing a review on it and, um, and whatnot? And, and then they pay you and then they pay you. So if it's a paid uh, partnership and they pay you and yeah, everybody's happy. Yes. <laughs> and I'm so glad you've moved, you know, directly into the payment phase because we all know pots and pans won't pay rent. Uh- <laughs> Come on now. Preach. Preach. In the no, they don't. They don't. They're cute. You know, they definitely get the good, you know, crisp on the, on the, on the, on the fish, but um, they're definitely not paying the bills. No. Okay. <laughs> and with merchandise, um, so you... You probably know I had Arsha Jones of Brand Build Sell and, and teasing the trap on the show recently. So, you know, she's built a Love huge her. yes merchandise empire. Um, I didn't realize you had like, you said 40 products now. Like, tell us more about that. Like, how have you been? <laughs> like, did I miss something, Miko? <laughs> How, how have you been you approaching did, new did. products? I have my main announcement. It's definitely been soft launch. It's been soft okay. launch. Soft launch. Yes, yes. You you haven't missed a thing. I haven't announced it yet. But basically, I've gone into hiding for like the last two weeks, and I've been building out products like it's nobody's business. Learning more about the e-commerce space, um, kind of like what you're doing. I saw that you launched your shirt. I, I, yes. I, I had it on. I support. I've been going hard into the world of e-commerce. I love it. I think there's so much opportunity there so that's why I'm trying to learn everything I can same girl same here and and but there's a lot to learn I probably spent a week trying to study taxes by itself oh my god there's a lot to learn yeah taxes the shipping Um, yeah shipping then you have to go into digital marketing adding the pixels I'm just like lord (laughs) save me now Oh, but back, back to your question. I'm, I'm, I'm good at getting off track. Back to your question. Um, so I started out the Miko and the Dish shop with five shirts. It was basically, you know, my opportunity to test the market to see if foodie apparel was something that people were looking for. I focused on comfort food. It was, you know, Comfort Food University was the first line. And so I had my uh, collard green shirt, my rice and beans. I try to kind of spread it out. Meat and potatoes for the Midwesters, rice and beans for like the Caribbean and Latinos, you know what I mean? Like kind of spread it around across all the comfort foods that we know and love. Those shirts were doing really, really well. Um, but I really did only promote in turn, like to my network, um, which is why I'm just now learning the whole Facebook, you know, um, <laughs> the, the whole Facebook game. But um, those shirts did well. But the thing is, I approached it. Um, with working with a screening company and I had to purchase a lot, all my inventory. Um, and I had pretty long, like turnaround times for, for the product to be like then shipped. So I've just been exploring like drop shipping services. And that's basically how I expanded the, expanded the line quick because I went with a drop shipper where all I had to do was design the product and they then print and ship kind of like what you're doing. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> they print and ship. But I, but the reason why I loved it, I, I, I like the screening because I have more uh, control over the quality, but with drop shipping, I can then put up an array of products 
Um, I have no inventory investment, right? Like, and I can just see what products do well. And if I want to, I can take them from job shippers and then find a way to make them, make it more profitable. But it's a great way to test designs, see what, what's, what people love and then figure out ways to optimize. And so I was like, why am I not doing this? It makes so much sense. And so that's, that's what I'm doing now. Yes, I, I now I'm looking at it. Of course, I'm like, I love this mug. I saw it on your Instagram. I was like, where's this mug from? <laughs> and now I see it's from your shop. Um, yep, I'm yeah, I'm totally in that phase. <laughs> yes, I'm totally into the drop shipping model as well, mainly because I live in an apartment, and who will be setting up what screen printing? Not me. So, right, right. <laughs> so and yeah, like we all know how inventory is just not good for the bottom line unless you you have a um, for sure product that people love so I love that I'm I'm so glad I asked that no idea you're expanding so that's so cool alrighty what about can you tell us some more about the challenges you faced since we last spoke Um, what would have been some of your lowest moments or one low moment and then what would have been your highest (laughs) moment I think I was so gloomy the last time. I can't remember because I had just gone through a breakup. Yes. And I was like, I'm just depressed. That <laughs> <laughs> really was probably my lowest moment. No, you were, you were still upbeat. You were surprisingly. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, maybe I was like putting on for the show because, girl, I was depressed. But, you yeah. You know, it was um, it it was fine. You know, we we go. It, that's life, right? Like we go through those 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 moments in life. And for me, it really just sucked up my energy. And even though I'm doing what I love, I didn't want to do. I I was. It was kind of like it felt like work then again because I just wanted to sit and be gloomy. So um, I would say like that was a really hard time. And then um, you know it kind of had me thinking like I was living in Minneapolis and Minneapolis is a great place, particularly for people who are in corporate America, because there's lots of like fortune 500, 100 companies out there that employ some of the smartest folks in the world. Um, but it's cold. <laughs> it's cold. And, and I was a little bit um, lonely from like a family perspective. And so that's why that's kind of why I picked up and uh, a move to Dallas. Um, one was for a, a, a consulting and business opportunity, because what I will say um, is that Miko and the Dish has not only served as my, my blogging passion, but has served as a portfolio for me. You know, I'm learning, dig- I've, I've, you know, learned digital marketing. I've, you know, learned design, uh, website development, you know, um, social media marketing. And so all these things are, are, are one big portfolio of my blog. And now I have small businesses who reach out and I and, and, and pay me for, you know, consulting services. And that's how I'm able to supplement what I do. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Because I was as you were speaking, yeah. I was thinking yeah. about the last couple of times we spoke, you know, you were contemplating um, some like jobs or like temporary arrangements. Hey. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, we all have to somewhere or the other figure out how to get income to invest back into our, our side hustles and our business. So um, where are you there with the consulting? Is it like a, a, a thing that you um, have a regular stream of clients through X dates or on retainer? Yes, I'm on retainer. 
retainer right now with a couple of clients that I work with. And then I also like have my resume out to like some creative agencies that can help hire a hire me out for different projects, but short term projects. I think um, for me, I I was I think even in the last interview, I was talking about how like I was kind of interviewing for, for some jobs and. And every time I would get in the interview, I would t- I would basically sabotage myself in the interview so that I couldn't get it. <laughs> and that kept happening. And so I realized that I realized that when I do need, I do need money. <laughs> like that's not an option, but I want to be more in control of my time. And so this, uh, these uh, smaller projects, while, you know, you kind of have to be, be ready to go after them. They, um, I have, I have a clientele now to where it's 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 supplements me enough to where I I'm okay um granted I'm not making what I was making when I was a senior buyer at Target right but um it's it's enough for now and 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 as long as I'm continuing to see the blog grow as long as I'm continuing to see brands interested in working with me I will still be willing to commit to this particular model uh to help support the dream Love it. So it doesn't sound like you had uh, anything like, you know, a low moment, like last time we checked in, it seems like you have kind of hit your stride. That was a low moment. Granted, like in my first six months, I think I had reached burnout already, right? Like, because I'm like, I'm working so hard around the clock. Um, But this is because I didn't have processes in place. And so um yeah I that but it I mean that is the lowest I'm, I'm I'm certainly not living out of my car right now or have like a super dramatic story I have leaned on friends I mean over the course of this time I, I moved in with friends while I was in Minneapolis right um over the course of that time and so like it I, I've, I've definitely like it's um it's it's been kind of hopping around right now trying to figure it out but I feel like yeah I've got my stride to where now things are like falling into place so yeah and what's the number one way that you push through um I think the mental is the hardest part of this entrepreneurship journey the ups and the downs and especially when you're you're, you know you can go and you know make an x-figure salary because of your background and where you were before so how do you resist that temptation and fight through that mental um discouraging process sometimes I mean, I think I I think it's really about like just having accountability partners there because there are times I'm just like, you know what? This would be so much easier if I just went to this interview, got this job real quick, got this regular paycheck every two weeks. Like I I I have certainly gone through that. Um and then I go back to those accountability accountability parts that I set up from the very beginning when I first launched when I first started this I knew I wasn't gonna be able to do it on my own I knew I would talk myself out of it because my biggest thing growing up was I don't want to be poor when I get when I become an adult I went through that as a child and 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 it made me fight for what I wanted it made me uh really strive to you know when it came to education um to be able to get and have the things um easy somewhat easier right Right. But at the end of the day, like I wasn't fulfilled. And so I needed to when I decided to leave, I I consulted, you know, I would say a board Mm. people who, you know, I even go to now, like when it's like this is this crap is hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
<laughs> and, and, and they're my, and they're my source for encouragement. And so, um, and you know, oftentimes like, it's just a matter of a, of a, of a, of a, like a, a, a blessing. So like, I'll, I'll be down on myself and then, you know, and I'm a believer. Um, and so, you know, I'll be down and like, gosh, man, I should really like rethink this plan and something will happen that will give me hope again. Like, and it just, it only has got to be a small glimmer, but something that's going the right direction. And I take that and just use it as motivation. I think, you know, everybody kind of approaches, um, hardships in their lives differently. Me, it's like, you chose this hardship. And so I really, I'm like, if, if this was my choice, then I need to try to find the positive wherever it may be until I decide to switch up the situation. Amen. And so what have been some of the rewards and high moments since the last time? Um, well, I, geez, I, I think one of the, the, the biggest reward is seeing what you created like this is like having a freaking baby. I mean, <laughs> granted, I've never gone through labor, but this feels almost as hard. And so one, I get to see every day the stuff that I produce and just at any time I put out anything like because I know that I'm working really hard. Um, I'm 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 like that. That that's a high for me. Um, I think, you know, opportunity to connect with, you know, these these different groups like even their willingness to want to work with me I mean I'm I'm in my first year and many of these bloggers are eight to, to, to ten years in and to know that I have enough have generated enough to to where like our family dinner or black food network would choose me as an expert or a culinary personality, I think is, is, is a high point for me. And then I come home for Christmas, right? Like I'm here and my, my niece says, you know, when I grow up, I want to be a YouTuber. Now I had to stop her and talk to her about it. But, but, But all that to say, whatever I'm doing, somebody's looking up to me. And to me, that's, that's, that's a high point too. Yeah. We we had, we had to have a little talk. So I'm developing videos while I'm here and I'm, ha- she's like by my side. I'm like, you see how hard this is? You sure you want to do this? She's like, yeah. Oh, that is too cute. Too cute. Oh. It's right. Right, right, right. Um, you know, but I, what, honestly, Nikayla, if I'm being honest, like I am still in the weeds. I am still figuring things out. I haven't been, I'm not on the cover of Essence, nor have I been in any article on Essence. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, so. Uh, right. Like until that happens, I have not reached my high point. I have gotten, I've had some peaks now, but I'm still grinding and I'm still trying to get there and I will make it there, but I'm still on the grind and I'm still, you know, kind of chopping down weeds trying to get there. So yeah, I feel more, you. I, more to come. Yes. <laughs> but it seems like the move from Minneapolis has had a great impact on your self-care and business practices. Yeah. Talk about that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, one, I'm around family. So my best friend lives out in Dallas and we have this another business idea that we're working on on the side. <laughs> Isn't this funny how this happens? I feel like I've always heard stories about people who are like, okay, I took this leap. I tried this. Now I'm about to do this and this and this and I've got like five businesses under my belt um so I feel like that that might be my path moving forward but yeah so one like 
and sh- and my best friend will check me. Like she's like Nico. Like I said, Nico, get from behind that computer. Computer. Like go to a networking event. Go meet people. And because I will work around the clock because I'm kind. Of, that's how I was set up when I was in corporate America. And so sometimes that just comes natural. I'm just like working, and she's like, stop. You know what I mean? Stop. And so um, I didn't have anybody in Minneapolis who was doing that. Um, so th- so that's one thing. And then you know I think a real thing is that like regionally, like I was unhappy in a very cold climate and so getting to Dallas has definitely like I don't know if the vitamin D the sun something it got me in a much better mood um than when I was out in in Minneapolis um and 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 just getting in new environments is good for meeting people like a start over like a fresh start is what I was trying to say but yeah I mean it's I'm just, I just feel like revived right now um, from, from the move. Mm. Ultimately, I'm around family, people who care about me, people who will check me when I need to be checked. And I'm in an, an environment and region that, you know, gives me more, more pleasure. So, yeah, that's def- it's, it's definitely been the right move for me. Um, and, you know, I have no complaints. No complaints. Oh, good. That reminds me of the quote, you know, you're not a tree. You can move. Like if something doesn't make you happy anymore, like it's like, what, why can't you just move if, if nothing's holding you there? So kudos and, and, you know, good for you. Just getting up and thank you. Thank you. Yes. So let's (laughs) um, talk about business shifts. Now you told us about some changes in the business since we last spoke. Um, Are you starting to reap more income and rewards from your business? Obviously, you're doing paid posts now. Um, What is your overall? How is your overall monetization strategy shifted? Yeah, so it's definitely been to kind of really focus on on garnering those paid posts. A a lot of it has. so the paid post for me, because it's like I work on a recipe and I'll get paid, I mean, a couple hundred all the way to, you know, you know, four figures for a recipe. And so it's kind of worth it to invest in those, um, in my in my opinion, um, when it comes to because uh, I'm going to be cooking, I'm going to be developing recipes anyway, when I get paid for it. So. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's definitely been something that I've shifted into, but it's not like I made a choice and I could say, OK, I'm going to start focusing on paid posts. Somebody has to want to hire me for it. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so that was less of a my choice and more of a thank goodness I made a, the right decision to go to this conference and meet these people. And they're and now they want to work with me. And so um, I think a lot of it's you know, me investing in the brand, investing in myself in order to get to these places where I can make the connections that are going to be pivotal, pivotal for, uh, for monetization. Um, and then expanding, expanding the store, uh, overall goal is to provide more products to reach more customers. Uh, I think, there's lots of people within the foodie space. There are chefs, there are food bloggers, there are just, um, uh, there are people who just love, love food, right? And so my goal is to try to really reach everybody where they are and have something for everyone. So that's what, so that's what I've been focusing on. And that's why I'm really kind of trying to make sure I focus on really marketing it properly so that I'm targeting the right people with the right products. Specifically with the blog, that's where the, that's where 
is I've also started adding some ads since my traffic is picking up. Um, I've added some ads to the site, but I, I, I've never been big on really weighing down my site with ads. So those are few and far between. Um, it's like, you know, I'll have a few on there to make a little bit of money, but those move the needle at all. Um, what's really been helping me is kind of like the, the projects on the side, um, that I'm being paid to do. Um, and then, you know, my focus really is video and the overall objective for video, because I feel like there's so much prior prioritization of video now is that, you know, those will help also garner, um, brand sponsorships, but opportunities on, you know, larger platforms like television. This is the perfect time to segue into looking forward to 2017. So what is your vision for Miko in the Dish, including new income streams, new ideas for 2017? Yeah, so video is probably the biggest thing for me. Um, I, my my major focus will be moving in to or really trying to focus on PR. Um, I want to get on television more. I did a lot of it when I was in San Diego working on my previous blog, Cooking with Nico. So I'm going to be focused really heavily on um, on uh, television spots and make it to, you know, have segments on the news. Um, so that'll be one thing. Um, also, I one of my goals is to write a cookbook. I think a lot of some people write cookbooks too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I have content to where I could write a cookbook now, but I want to really study. So 2017, I will be focused on really studying, uh, studying the, the, studying cookbooks themselves to, to really understand, like, what makes a really good one mm-hmm. so that I can uh, then in turn use the research in order to create my own in 2018. So there'll be probably a lot of content around exploring other cookbooks, looking at recipes from other cookbooks or how other cookbooks are laid out in order to start creating that too. Um, and then other thing is I really want to focus on more live video. So whether if it be Periscope, nom.com, YouTube, Facebook, I'm not sure which platform, but I, I really want to have a regular live segment um, to bring people in. So it, it really is around media, I think, more more than anything for 2017. Okay. I can see you on T. I mean, why? Oprah, where is Oprah? Like, you need to be on the own channel. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. And I love that you're thinking about Girl, live video. You can see it. Right. I can see it. Listen. If if it doesn't exist yet, you start your own show on Facebook like you're already planning. And if you build it, they will come. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we've been talking to you now for about six months. And I've already seen you, your vision evolve so much. Like, could you summarize it for the new listeners? Like how your vision for your business have has evolved since you first started it? Yeah. So when I, I first started the blog, honestly, <laughs> I think I don't even know where, sometimes I don't even know where I started because I feel like I had these ideas and they continue to evolve. I think one thing that um, is important is to one, to start off with the strategy. And my overall strategy was I wanted to create a blog. I wanted it to focus on uh, millennial uh, uh, business women 
women essentially, like with with short periods of time, but who still, when they did have the opportunity wanted to do something that was a tidbit fancy right like or or a tidbit more involved um and then as I kind of learned my audience talked to my audience I also found out that you know most of the time that is not the case <laughs> most of the time they are not doing anything fancy and in those times only come out during you know the holidays so I've been really like evolving even the the, the type of content that I put out um since you know kind of learning and being you know, being able to talk to people. Um, and, and it was more focused on like written content. And now it has shifted to video content because my biggest in, engaged like posts are, are when there is a video and there's some trap music behind it. Right. Like, so, like I, so I, I just feel like really being deliberate um, about video, really being deliberate about, you know, um, using elements that really reach your audience have, have, have helped me kind of stand out amongst the crowd. Um, but yeah, it started off as like, I want to, I, I, I want to put up this blog. I really want to get to where like, I'll get some paid sponsorships to now, like, you know, I have a blog. It's, it's, it's more than just food. It, it, it it's lifestyle. Um, and, you know, I'm also selling products, right. And, um, doing video that engages people. So it's definitely kind of gone around the corner and back, but it's, it's, it's all been because I'm listening to what people want, I think. Um, and have you hired any help yet? Do you plan to in 2017? Yeah, so I definitely have someone who helps me, like an intern who helps me with posting. Um, and, and granted, like I kind of got this from you because you were post, like there was a minute where you were just posting around the I'm like, how did you do this? What in the world? Nakayla, did you see And I, yeah. But I saw how much you were growing and I was like, there's something to this posting around. This <laughs> and so, yeah, so, yeah, I, I really, I was watching you and I was like, dang, Nikayla, she's got something going on. And so I've created a schedule to where like I, and, and, you know, I use all of the social media tools to kind of constantly be putting out content granted like i i have different schedules for different platforms but yeah something's always posted now and i've definitely seen some positive impact and i'm you know iterating along the way but yeah i definitely feel like it, it's been the right <laughs> the right nice. approach how'd you find your intern uh family family i i reached out to family um <clears throat> yeah i reached out to family so i have someone working on it who i can <clears throat> give my accounts and codes to, but <clears throat> that's not always the case, right? Like I'm also probably in the new year, since I want to do more video, going to be looking for an intern out of the college. And so I've been working on a job description for a, a, a student videographer to help with that for the new year. Um, but since, but that's just like, I think that's one option particularly when you're you know have low resources is really like leveraging the universities and and, and students needs for credits like if your business is set up appropriately you should still should still be able to reach out as long as you have like a clear, clear description and um of, of what's needed and a in a plan of attack i uh I, and i have several friends who kind of approach it who's also entrepreneurs that way 
So that's my two, 2017 is to add even another person to the team. But uh, the current person who I have is a, a family member who has a little free time. <laughs> okay. Okay. And speaking of operations and, you know, managing all the different things going on, all the moving parts, what other tools are you using these days to keep you organized and keep your business moving? Yeah. Um, so one of the biggest is Buffer. Uh, I use Buffer to, to pre-schedule uh, all of my communication across my social platforms. I don't use Buffer for Instagram. I'm still mostly manual with Instagram um, of just because I'm really specific about how the how my pictures post and um, the and attaching strategic hashtags uh, with them. So I, I'm still very involved with Instagram, but for everything else, it's pretty much automated. Um, I'm a big believer in Google Docs. So I use Google Docs a lot. It helps helps me organize. It helps me set up my job descriptions and even my schedules for uh, my intern that I have working with me. Um, I still use MailChimp for my uh, email distribution of my newsletter. Um, and it's kind of a partnership between MailChimp and YouTube since I do some video um, newsletters. Um, but yeah, I would say those are probably the, the, the big guys that I that I'm using right now. Okay. And before we wrap today's check-in, I just want to remind listeners, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Oh, yay. Plug, plug, plug. MikoandTheDish.com. That's Ms. and Mary, E-I-K-O, and TheDish.com. You can check me out there. That's my blog. And I'm pretty much everywhere else. You can do the same name, Miko on the Dish, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Pinterest, on Tumblr. <laughs> I'm everywhere. So yeah. Oh, a Periscope. Yes. Go in the dish. Everywhere, everywhere. So where are you going to live stream on Facebook or Periscope for the 2017? Yeah. So I, I, I really like Periscope much better than Facebook, but Facebook is where the people are. You got to go to where the people are. So I'll probably live stream on Facebook, uh, or unless I can do both. Um, but I mean, actually Periscope has been acting up a little bit. So probably Facebook, Facebook, <laughs> Facebook is where I'll be regardless. Periscope would be an addition to if I have the resources, um, to kind of make two screens happen but facebook is where i'll be because that's where the people are oh yeah oh yeah all right so guys this was our last check-in with miko for 2016 but this is not the last you'll hear from miko we're following her for an entire year so stay tuned for 2017 to see what 12 months of miko in the dish reveals i can't wait and there you have it Hey guys, thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you want to hear more from me, head on over to sidehustlepro.co forward slash side hustle corner to get my weekly side hustle diaries chronicles about my own journey from passion project to profitable business. And if you want to find me online, I'm at side hustle pro on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Don't forget to join the Side Hustle Pro Facebook community. Go to sidehustlepro.co forward slash mastermind. And as always, if you love the show, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week.